Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Well, welcome back to the DL Link Show. And I've got to tell you, coming up, just extraordinary, incredible story. You know, in August last year, um, I chatted to Nikita Friedman, um, the aunt of uh, Mackenzie Mighty Mac. We spoke about the story of this beautiful little, beautiful little Mackenzie who had been diagnosed with uh, acute myeloid leukemia. And the story touched the hearts of all South Africans. It mobilized so many people to donate blood and register as a bone marrow donor. And we spoke a lot about that. And I I can't tell you how excited I am to have Megan Harrington Johnson on the show today. Um, And that is Mackenzie's mom with this incredibly wonderful, amazing, beautiful news um, that Mackenzie is officially cancer-free. And this after the most trying, horrendous, exhausting, I don't even have the words because Megan, you would have them journey that you've been on. So Megan, welcome. And thank you so much for joining us. Such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Wow. You know, reading the story and hearing about everything that you've gone through and now where we sit on the other side of all of that, I can only use the word miraculous. So for our audience, Megan, let's go back um, when um, Mackenzie was diagnosed and perhaps you can just take us through parts of the journey because part of it, COVID played such a huge role in this. Just maybe you can just give us an idea of wow, what, what this journey has been like. Sure, I don't. I don't even really know where to start. <laughs> but um, essentially, what happened is Mackenzie was born in January 2021 and was a perfectly healthy, happy little girl until she reached four months of age. And at four months old, she got a little bit of a temperature, and it was her first temperature. And because I was a new mom, I panicked a little bit. And took her to the GP, and um, by the grace of God, I also don't really know how to explain it. He said to us he just had a funny feeling about something and wanted to do some blood tests. And little did we know that the blood tests would come back reflecting cancer. So this that, was a this was an that, early this, when you say by the grace of God, this is an early detection, right? Early detection, the earliest detection that the doctors had actually seen, um, and. From what we can tell with cancer, specifically childhood cancer, early detection is key to survival. Yeah. And so then she had to go for a whole lot of treatment. And of course, that's when I spoke to Keita because we spoke a lot about becoming a donor. Because I know that recently uh, Mackenzie had... um, um, you know she she found a donor and it has been successful but along the way along because as you said it's been such a journey and there's so much to cover but along the way she was incredibly ill and you had to leave her you and your partner had to leave her because you were both uh, you both had COVID during all of this yeah no it wasn't a great experience in hospital that's we she was diagnosed on Sunday the 8th of May, I think, Sunday the 8th or 9th, it was Mother's Day. And from that day on, we actually were not allowed to leave the hospital at all. So Bonson and I both moved into the Donald Gordon Hospital with Mackenzie until July of that year. We weren't allowed any visitors and we weren't allowed to leave um, because of COVID. And during that period, she had very, very severe chemo and got very, very sick and landed up being placed on a ventilator in an induced coma on two separate occasions um, where they didn't think she was going to survive. 
And on the second occasion, Bronson and I both got very sick uh, with COVID. Uh, there had been quite a bad outbreak in the hospital at the time. It was July last year. And we were therefore sent home. Um, we couldn't stay in the ICU because they were obviously extremely immunocompromised patients in the ICU. And thankfully, and I, again, by some sort of a miracle, Mackenzie didn't get COVID because she was actually ventilated at that point in time. So she wasn't on room air, if that makes sense. So because COVID mm -hmm. is a respiratory disease, um, she was safe from our COVID, but we still had to leave her and go home and leave her on a ventilator in a coma in ICU at six months of age or seven months of age. So it was... Oh. Very, very traumatic, um, but thankfully she came out of it. She had a very severe, long, complicated operation um, during that hospital during that stint, where they removed um, a third of her lung because it had developed a fungal infection and which had pushed against her heart, and the, the doctors didn't think that she was capable of surviving that. But she did. She's a little fighter, and she came out of it, and she was out of ICU by August. Megan, I mean, I, I, I'm just, and when were you, when were you allowed to go back into hospital? When were you allowed to see her again? So we had, we had to do a normal quarantine, which I think was two weeks at the time. But in the middle of our quarantine, they decided that they were doing this operation on her lung and they didn't think she was going to make it through the op. So the hospital made special provisions for us to go in to say goodbye to her, actually. On this, oh, I can't even talk about it. When I think about it, it yeah. makes me cry. Yeah. But yeah. Um, we, they let us into the hospital that morning in full PPE. We arrived at the hospital, dressed up, gowns, booties, hats, masks, everything, and were allowed into her room to say our goodbyes, essentially. And then they whisked her off and did her the up and I think that lasted it was about six six or seven hours of her being in theatre and Bronson and I were in isolation so we weren't allowed back into the hospital so we sat in the car park while sure. she was going through I, that up which was really heart-wrenching but she got through yeah. it and yeah. then I think a week later we were allowed back in sure you know, I mean, it's hard for you to speak about it. It's hard for all of us to hear the story. But I, I think that it, let's just stress the fact that through all of this and this heartache and this, you know, not knowing and this terribly difficult road that on the other side of that, you know, Mackenzie's cancer free because she 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 had this was it was it in February January that she went and she managed you managed to find a donor. So we actually found her donor in August last year. Yeah. Thank, thanks to the millions of South Africans that rallied around us and registered and signed up as bone marrow donors. We have our little girl back. She, yeah, she found her donor in about August, but she wasn't yet well enough to have the transplant. They've got to be in a specific um state of health before you can go to transplant and yeah. so we only went to transplant in January and she's just celebrated her 100 days post transplant and cancer free and off chemo Megan we're going to take a break after the break I really really want to stress the importance of becoming a donor. I know that on your Facebook page, you've got a picture of another little baby who, and you ask the question, you know, you could be the one to save this baby's life. And I really think we need to focus on it again, because as you've said, you found a donor a hundred days on and Mackenzie's cancer free. And, um, 
and thank God for the transplant. So a quick break. Um, we'll be right back, Megan. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Well, if you've just tuned in, this is the DL Link Show. We're listening to an incredible story. Megan Harrington Johnson is on the show. She's describing her baby Mackenzie's journey um, that in May last year, she was diagnosed um, with acute myeloid leukemia that the, all the treatment happened during COVID, that they once, you know, once Megan and her husband Bronson were in the hospital, they were, they had to be there for a long period of time until they were diagnosed or they were found positive um, with COVID. They then had to leave the hospital, leave Mackenzie all on her own while she was going through rigorous um, chemotherapy, which made her very ill and very weak. Then this mess on her lungs and Megan just describing what it was like to have to put on the, you know, everything, all the protective gear and go in and say goodbye to, to their daughter because they weren't sure if she would make it through the, the operation. And then, of course, hearing how in January she had her transplant. So she got through all of that. She had a transplant. They found a donor. They found a match a hundred days on. Mackenzie is cancer-free. It is just the most incredible story, Megan. Unbelievable. So people who are listening, who are on the fence when it comes to becoming a donor, what do you have to say? Please, please sign up. I cannot actually express my thanks to the person who became Mackenzie's donor because they've given us our little girl back. Um, we were kind of told at the beginning when she was diagnosed that the leukemia that she had was firstly the worst type of leukemia that it could be. And then secondly, when the subgenetic variant tests came back, we were told that without a bone marrow transplant, she would not survive. So she would die. And that's what we were facing. And at that point in time, we didn't have a donor. There was no, there was no match on the international registry. And my sister and Nikita ran this campaign to bring people together to sign up for Mighty Mac. And through that, Mackenzie's life was saved. And she literally has a different person's bone marrow now to the extent where if you genetically test her, she'll read as the donor's um, DNA, not Mackenzie's DNA. But that means that wow. the horrible bone marrow that she that became ill or became infected is completely gone. And that means that she is not even, they don't even deem it to be in remission. They deem it to be cured of cancer. And the fact that that is possible just through something as simple as a blood transfusion, because that's all that a bone marrow transplant is, is basically an advanced blood transfusion. You don't have to go under the, a knife. You don't have to go into theater. You literally just sit in a chair for a couple of hours and donate your bone marrow through a blood transfusion. Okay, Megan, very quickly, who can people contact? So there are two registries in South Africa that um, facilitate and arrange bone marrow donation. One is SABMR, which is the South African Bone Marrow Registry, and the other one is DKMS, which is an international organization which was formerly known as the Sunflower Fund. So DKMS or SABMR, or you can go to McKenzie's um, various social media pages. That's Mighty Mac. And on all of those pages, there is info on how to become a bone marrow donor. Amazing. Megan, thank you so much for coming onto the show. We just wish you all well, uh, Mackenzie, well, going from strength to strength. And um, please, God, your message has gone out there and more and more people will um, consider donating. Thank you so much. And, and yeah, all the best to all of you. Thank you guys for having me.
Take care, Megan. Megan Harrington Johnson, what a story. Follow it on Facebook. Please, please, if you're considering it, go ahead, do it. There are babies, there are people out there who you can literally save their lives if there's a match. Just think about that. From me, Nikki Severini, until next week, you do take care of yourself. <laughs>